And good morning. You're listening to WSIC. This is All Things Sane with your host, Representative Sane. Uh, good morning to you and Happy New Year. This is our first uh, episode for the new year. Took a little break off at Christmas, which was nice. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, we got to enjoy a little bit of peace and quiet. A uh, little, little sickness, I think, from uh, everyone I talked to. Somebody somewhere in their family had, had a little bit of sickness. My mother was uh, down for a little bit, but... Uh, for the most part at our house, we were fine, uh, other than just ate way too much and had too much fun, just not doing a whole lot, which was great. But uh, glad glad to have you listening uh, or watching, whatever the case may be, in studio today with me, uh, my good friend, Representative Kevin Crutchfield. Uh, he represents Cabarrus and Rowan Counties. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me here. It's, it's well, a pleasure. Well, glad to have you on. Uh, tell you a little bit about Kevin. We'll, we'll talk more throughout the show, but uh, Kevin is our GOP uh, Republican freshman leader and uh, has really taken off once you got to the legislature, uh, a new experience for you all. And I think it'll be fun to talk about um, like kind of interviewing the new kid in class. Uh, we'll, we'll find out what, what you thought it was going to be and what it actually is. I always, I always love those memes where, uh, you know, what I do, what my wife thinks I do, what my constituents think I do, what the media thinks I do. Um, <clears throat> I think that's always fun to, to see and watch uh, the, the, the um, experience to find out what, what it actually come, turns out to be. Um, w- your first impressions, was it everything you thought it would be and more or a lot of surprises or a few surprises? Well, I think it's like many things you do in life that you've never done before. For me, because of my age and experience, I sit there and say, I don't, I know I don't know what I don't know. And uh, I didn't have any great expectations other than I wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've done is put myself in a position to be involved, to be part of po- uh, positive progress for our communities across the state. So um, it, I, I can't say that it's uh, hasn't met my expectations and I can't say it's exceeded them because uh, I went in their eyes wide open. Well, good, good. That's the best way to do it. Um, Representative Setzer, friend of ours that we serve with from Catawba County, told me when I got there, he says, look, got a little bit of advice for you. He said, if you just walk around the building with your back to the wall, that way you see the knives coming. Um, and I've never forgotten that. And he's, and he's, he's, a, he's a little right about that. Uh, but but most days are uh, not uh, not uh, so such high intrigue. Uh, we do a lot of kind of regular work, too, a, a lot of bipartisan work, a lot of things that just have to happen when you're running a state as large as ours. Yeah. Well, you you um, you come from uh, a business background. Uh, you you haven't been a politician all your life. It, it was this was something new for you. What did you do prior? Uh, then several things. It's that's a long story. That's a show in itself, right there. To, to uh, you know, forty two years of working in the working world beyond high school um, certainly gives me a lot of opportunity, a lot of different things. So I did work. Came to Charlotte working for the IBM Corporation in a development lab, mm-hmm. and uh, IBM was kind of scaling back out of production type environment and moving more into the software side. And I decided that uh, I didn't want to come to work every day and not know where my job was. So I ended up leaving IBM. I've got a contractor's license. I started building houses and have a passion for the sign industry and found my way to open a sign industry. And it came from a lot from fatherhood. I mean, I had three boys at home and as a contractor, I was working all day on the phone most of the night and having very little time to spend with my boys. And that, that was one of my passions was spending time with them. Sure. So I looked at my wife one day and said, I think we can start a sign company and get our weekends back. Yeah. And that's really what was the goal was. And, uh, and I like, I love coaching youth sports. I've coached all my kids in soccer, baseball, football. We've had a, 
a tremendous time over the last 40 years of doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's where I got and started. That, that is the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it most certainly is. Um, <clears throat> I left a young man at home this morning who was sleeping in on his last day of, of winter vacation. So, uh, he's, he's got to go back tomorrow, although he's got basketball practice this afternoon. So he's been, he's, he's been active during the, during the vacation, but has enjoyed a little bit of sleeping in late and, and hanging around the house and try to try to con him into uh, being on the show this morning. He's like, Dad, really, it's just my it's my last day. I was like, I understand, I understand. Uh, but but it's but it's great that you've you got to spend time as, as your as your boys were growing up. Yes. Uh, I, that that to me, uh, we just last month, you know, this congressional thing where uh, Patrick McHenry's not running, and mm-hmm. had people encouraged me to run, and had thought about it, and had maybe imagined one day that I might do it. And just the timing is absolutely wrong for me with, with my son being 15, you know, Catherine and I love being with him and, and it's, it's kind of all consuming and it, I think it should be, um, as a family and, and, uh, going to Congress just wasn't the right thing. So you got to do that. Now they're a little older. Yes, they are. They're running the business. Is that they're running? They run the business with their mother. I've yeah. got, you know, we've got nine grandkids that keep us running the soccer sports and all that kind of stuff these days. And what's this sleeping in thing you talk about? Cause I don't know what that means. I, you anymore. know, when the sun comes up, I'm up <laughs> and usually before that. So I, I, I used to do that once yeah, upon a time, yeah. but, uh, no, I, I, I had one day during the, the break here that. I slept about nine o'clock and it was didn't know what to do with yourself. It was it was everything I thought it could be and everything I remembered. But then I <laughs> then I woke up with the whole feeling all day long like I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> yep, those three hours are gone. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're we're glad to have you on the show and glad to have you at the legislature. You've been a, a, a real uh jewel to to have. You know, some folks get there and they pick it up right away. Some takes a little while. Uh, it's not for everybody. And, and you know, people find their niche for sure, but you jumped right in. You're the freshman leader. So immediately after getting elected, uh, you then ran for, for the position of, of freshman leader in our caucus. And we've got a pretty big freshman caucus. How, how many folks is that? There's 12 of us all together. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's pretty sizable for yeah. a, a house that's 120 people and a caucus that's 72. So 12 is a, a pretty decent sized force within our caucus. Uh, so you were able to do that. Um, what's that experience been like? It's been good. It's, uh, you know, we've, I've benefited from the fact that we've got a really active group of freshmen where, uh, I didn't have to spend a lot of time. You know, when I first started, I said, Hey, let's have some meetings. Let's do all this stuff. And I found out very quickly, they didn't really need much leadership as I was willing to try to give them. And part of that's because the rest of the legislature has been so open about trying to help everybody that's there. So it's really been a team effort between myself and I've just tried to keep them on on task with things that we had going on. So it's been a pleasure, but at the same token, uh, I think I've been fortunate that they've been very well advanced in what they're doing before I got a hold of them. Well, so. you do have a good group because, you know, having been there now long enough to, to, you know, go through a number of terms and seeing new folks come in and they either get acclimated or, or it takes a while. I think this group probably was more acclimated than any that I've seen since I've been there. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty amazing because, uh, you know, it, it really, it's not necessarily intuitive what we do. Uh, mm-hmm. It's government. It's, it's not, uh, you know, if you're used to being in business and you, you, you call a meeting and expect the meeting to happen at a certain time and things to, to happen, you know, as they should, as one would think in the business world, it doesn't necessarily work that way. When I walked in the studio, uh, Kevin was here before me. And I said, hey, man, you're right on time. He says, I'm not on legislative time right now. <laughs> That's a whole thing. That, 
getting used to legislative time is is uh, something that's uh, has taken me a while, and I'm an impatient person. Yeah. Um, you know, when you come to my committee, so we start on time. Generally, start on time. We yes, sir. Start on time, and we end early because yeah. I think that's the best way to yeah. do. But um, we're glad to have you on the show today. Yeah. Glad to be back from the holiday. Man. Yeah, it's um, it was everything. I hope it was good for you for, as far as rest. I got I shut off the phone for a couple of days and just did our thing and. Watched a lot of bowl games, too. Yeah. So. But you're listening to All Things Sane uh, here on WSIC. Uh, we are back from, from the break at Christmas and New Year. Uh, we, we're not going to play drinking games because we're already you know well into the end of the New Year by the 3rd. So <laughs> I, I, you get off the hook today. All right. But keep listening. We'll be back in just a moment. We've got Representative Kevin Crutchfield here on All Things Sane on WSIC. Thanks for listening. We lose freedom here. There's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative Kansas safe. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. And we're back on All Things Sane. I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane, here on WSIC. Uh, great to be back for the new year. Joining me in studio today is Representative Kevin Crutchfield. He represents Cabarrus and Rowan counties, uh, and he is serving his first term in the legislature. Uh, it will age you a bit. Uh, hmm. When you showed up, you were 32 years old. Yes. Now you're looking a little, just a little seasoned. That's all. No, I, I, I joke, but uh, we we keep a pretty hectic schedule when we're there. Was that something that was easy to adjust to? I mean, you're you're a hustler though. You're in business, so you're used to moving a lot. It's not you're not stationary by any measure, but it's uh, it's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, I would say it's a little different. In, in some ways, it's uh, not different at all. If that makes any sense. I mean, in business. You get up every day and you head to work and you have a plan. And by the time 10 o'clock rolls around, your plan's changed five times. And uh, so it's very dynamic and dealing with the conditions of small business with employees and customers and weather and trucks breaking down, different stuff. So you, you, yep. it's pretty dynamic in that world as well. But uh, legislature definitely uh, darts are thrown in all directions a lot of times. I always tell people that one of the things I find most interesting about Raleigh is nobody has a boss. You know, yeah. there's, there's nobody to escalate to, you know, <laughs> if you can't c come to some sort of an agreement together, you know, it's, it's you're just going to be at an impasse because there's, there's no, unlike business, you know, there's always the customer, the customer's boss. And, um, I find in the, in the legislature, that's probably the, the one thing that's very different than business is the fact that you must collaborate. You, you have to, yes. uh, with, with, without a doubt. And you, you've got a front row seat to it, uh, a lot of times that this year, um, you got to do something pretty unique for, for a freshman legislator. Um, you, I always tell my son, just be dumb enough to ask. And you were dumb enough to ask. And you said, Hey, can I, can I come sit in on the appropriations meetings and just sit in the corner and watch, see what happens, which I love. Cause I think we need to build a bench. You know, I, I won't always be at the legislature and you know, anything could happen. Somebody could walk in and, and offer me that seven figure job. And if you're out there listening, you know, give me that call, uh, probably not going to happen. But in the meantime, you know, things change, elections happen, uh, people come and go, they don't always run things happen in their lives. And and having folks with some depth, and some knowledge about how the process work, I think is is very important. And you were willing to come sit in, I, I think you sit in on, gosh, almost, almost all, if not all the, of our appropriations meetings, uh, a good bit of them for sure. Yeah. And, and, and how that works, so people listening know that's, you know, we we have a budget every year uh, that that we had to produce really every two years, but we adjust it in in the uh, in the short session. So we're really working on budget nonstop. 
um, you know, measuring what 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 monies are coming in, where 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 money's not coming that were coming, and, and so forth, and and figuring out where to spend those dollars on taxpayers' behalfs, whether it's investing in roads or healthcare or schools, whatever it is that we decide to do with that money. But um, it's really a moving target in and of itself. It's probably the most important thing that we do. And you you had a front row seat as a freshman, which I think. One speaks very well to you because I, it, yeah, I wanted you in there, but it's not just my decision. I, my 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 colleagues that I serve with on the appropriations team all have to agree. Uh, again, nobody's got a boss, right? So we're all saying, well, you know what? I think Kevin would benefit from this, and you were willing to do it, and you sat through and really had a front row seat that legislators who've been there two, three, and four terms have not set in on that. That speaks a lot to you about what your colleagues think about you. Um, what, what do you, what do you say about that experience? How was that? I think it was very valuable. I mean, it's, uh, it's how, it's how, what do you guys call it? How the sausage is made. Uh-huh. It's, right. you know, I working in a company like IBM, large corporation, you know, their budgeting process was similar, not identical, but similar. Right. And, uh, so it wasn't really a foreign to me. Um, but you know, it's one thing I tell people often when I hear people talk about Raleigh and budgeting and finance and why we don't do this and don't do that. I said, you know, you just got to sit there and go through it. You got to realize the amount of effort, the amount of energy, the amount of concern that the team that's up there puts into these decisions. They're not haphazard. They're well thought out. They're sometimes argued about. Um, and so the, the budget process, I mean, even like any industry, you walk in there and there's terminology, you know, terminology that you guys use that you're used to every day that as a freshman coming in, I've got to turn, you know, pick that up. What, what does that mean under the line? Why'd they say under the line? Was that above the line, or below the line? Right. And to you, it's normal. Hey, we talk about this every day. You know what it is for someone sitting back in the back watching what's going on. That's getting that education is very important because yeah. as we move forward and you hear those terms, it's going to make a lot more sense to you. And, well, yeah. there's no user's guide, yeah. right? It, it's just, it, there's just too much information. You couldn't, you couldn't teach it. You, you <laughs> basically have to learn it by experiencing it. Yeah. And, Baptism uh, I, by fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that you, you really from a, from an advantage of, from our colleagues, uh, and you know everybody there is has an equal vote and so forth. I don't I don't mean to suggest that that you're somehow more special than the the next legislator, but but you do have now some special training and understanding uh, how that process works, which gives you an advantage and and quite frankly your district an advantage uh, as as you've got that knowledge mm-hmm. uh, as you get to come back to the legislature and and advocate for the folks in your district. Uh, which is you know your number one job. Yeah. You know, we we listen to 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 great you know, um, things that are happening in other districts and sometimes things that, um, you know, quite frankly, we don't care as much about because it's not happening in our district. Doesn't mean we don't care, just not as much as Mm -hmm. things that happen in our own district, uh, because that's what we're really sent there to do is to represent those folks for you. It's, it's the folks in Cabarrus and Rowan counties, um, and, and try to navigate that process, uh, knowing that seniority does matter a lot at the legislature, because if you're there long enough, uh, you know, you, you, you do pick up on it quicker and, and you, it's to your advantage and, and quite frankly, to your constituents advantage. Exactly. Yep. And that kind of knowledge that you now have by sitting through that budgeting process, I think is something that, um, you couldn't put a price on it. No. And I, I hope that your constituents understand 
Um, you know, look, I, I get they don't pay attention to everything we do in Raleigh. Um, that's probably a good thing. That means we're not screwing it up too bad. Um, but but if they really thought for just a moment about what it is that you've been able to do in a very short time frame, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's quite quite the advantage you have uh, really over some of our colleagues. And right. I, I think you should be commended for that. So I um, and I think that how that plays forward, because you're just in the middle of your first term. Yes. Uh, we go back in uh, sometime in April. Um, and in the meantime, we're, we're starting our interim committees. Uh, what, what interim committees are you assigned to? Do you, do you remember? You, you would have to ask me that. <laughs> I have to go back and look it up. There's... Well, I always have to have a cheat sheet. So I, so I go back and like, oh yeah, yeah I, I am on that committee. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't even know the name of the committee right now. It's, uh, uh, I've seen it once yep. since, uh, and we haven't met yet. We haven't so met to be yet, fair. So, yeah. And, and, and a lot of that too, with the interim committees, uh, they meet at the calling of the chair. So, yeah. uh, some will meet, some will not, um, I know we went uh, a couple of years where I couldn't get my Senate counterpart to agree on a on a lottery commission uh, or a lottery oversight uh, meeting, so we we couldn't meet mm-hmm. um, because in, unless both chairs agree to meet, and it's it's a House and Senate committees that are called the interim committees, right? Uh, so we don't really do we do a lot of investigative work or we do uh, work on future legislation and so forth, but. Uh, nothing is voted on except in the committee, and then it sits until we go back into mm-hmm. session. So that'll that'll be a new experience for you. Um, really, over the past several years, because we've been in session so long, the need for interim committees hasn't been all that great. Mm-hmm. So they haven't had a lot of influence over the last several years. Uh, we'll see how that pans out this this next couple of months. Uh, I quite frankly, I'm glad just to kind of cruise until we get to, to April. I don't know yeah. if I'll be so so lucky. Uh, as you know, the appropriations, things go on nonstop, but uh, we'll we'll do more of that. Um, but but going back into the short session, uh, when you when you we go back in April, hopefully it's mercifully short. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that's just a, a session for budget adjustments and for bills that didn't quite make the finish line. They passed in one house and uh, hadn't been heard in another house, and some of the things we call the hostages that uh, haven't been released yet. Uh, hopefully, we go back and and folks are, are ready to pass legislation. But what's some of the most interesting legislation that that you've been a part of or been working on, uh, other than the budget? Obviously, that is the big one. But but what else? Had, did you did you have any takeaways from that first year? Well, I, I I did. You know, I have five. Like I said before, I have nine grandkids, and five of them are girls. And uh, I you know. For me, I don't understand why I even have to discuss whether boys should play in girls' sports. But right. when I got elected, one of the things I looked at my granddaughters and I said, hey, I'm going to go to Raleigh and I'm going to do everything I can to fight for protecting you in sports. And I think being a part of that process and watching the way the delegation within the state house handled that to move that forward, I think was very interesting. You know, really exemplified great teamwork. You know, we structured that team and put the right people in place to present it. You know, even though it's a, a women's issue, you know, as a grandfather, mm-hmm. I have to take it at heart that, you know, affects my granddaughters. So, sure. um, I didn't need to be the face of that, but I just definitely was behind it, supporting every effort. And we had some great team of young ladies that brought that effort and got it passed. And the, very excited about that. You know, I, I am, a un, un, uh, unashamedly pro-life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not against anybody, but I am for protecting those lives that can't protect themselves, whether it's in the womb or, you know, on the battlefield. So uh, being part of that effort to move the needle in that, uh, in that topic was critical to me. It was something I wanted to be a part of. And I was happy to see the way the team structured that as well. I think we did a great job on putting that together. So there's a couple things, you know, there's a lot of other things we've, we've touched on, 
you know, I'm a small business owner. So, you know, when you go to Raleigh, you think, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, what's your points? What's your basis? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on some things that affect small business. Right. Um, myself, uh, I created the small business caucus along with John Bradford. He, he and I are co-chairs on that. We haven't had a chance to be really effective at it yet, but we, within the first day had 20 members that signed up to, that were to be on our caucus. So it's clearly something not only I find near and dear, so do the other people. So being part of that process, I think is valuable. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to getting that caucus going. You know, we're, we're actually talking about things that we can start now in the interim session to try to kick off what happens in short session in that. Well, as at, at the, also a former or not former, but a current small business owner. Um, actually have several small businesses. I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and folks who don't know how the budgeting process works, most of our money in the state comes from small business people. It's not, it's not large corporations and that certainly is a contributor. Uh, but it's really the, what, what we'd call the mom and pops, the, the, you know, the less than 10 employees mm-hmm. and th- those type of things. So, uh, we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. You're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. My guest is Representative Kevin Crutchfield. Glad to have you listening or watching. Thank you so much. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Being safe with Representative Jason Sane. And we're back with All Things Sane here on WSIC. I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane. Joining me in the studio today is Representative Kevin Crutchfield. Uh, a little insane in the membrane this morning. Welcome back. This is a first uh, go at it for the new year. Uh, talking about uh, really all things, talking about uh, Kevin, who's a freshman uh, in the house. It's, it's hard to call you a freshman now after you've after you've gone through. I think your first half of session. I, I think you should get some type of little special designation, or you know, no no longer a red shirt. You're 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 playing in the game because you've certainly been in it and you you jumped right in it. We're talking about kind of your first year experience at the legislature. But let's talk about elections a little bit, because uh, we we had a caller uh, during the break that was talking about you know the effort to to get Donald Trump off the ballot, um, you know, and look that everyone knows it's just political. Um, it's trying to eliminate the competition before it starts. Although I will tell you, and here's some breaking news: um, I am the first elected member uh, by default uh, to the 2000, uh, 2025 uh, general assembly, um, because I don't have primary opposition. I don't have general election opposition. And I was the only, uh, I guess I'm the first Republican to do that. And, um, but we had a second one today. Um, so, uh, Reese Pirtle, our colleague, Mm -hmm. uh, who's up in Rockingham County, um, had someone file for a primary who apparently, uh, wasn't exactly qualified to be on the ballot. Uh, they do ask some questions about, you know, have you been convicted and are you a felon? And, and apparently, uh, there were some issues there, and the local board of elections this morning ruled uh, that uh, Pirtle's opponent will be removed from the ballot. So uh, Reese Pirtle becomes the second elected Republican to the 2025 um, uh, uh, class of the General Assembly. But uh, you've, you've got a race. Uh, you have a primary and a general or just a primary? Primary and a general. Yes, primary sir. and a general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this would be the first time that you've had to kind of defend the seat. You, mm-hmm. you had to run to win it, but... Uh, now you're defending it, but you've got a you've got a great record to stand on, um, and you know, 
primaries are coming very quickly. You'll be up for election just in what, in March? First, yeah. First, well, first week of March, first Tuesday of March. Early voting starts in six weeks. That's amazing to think about. Yeah. I was talking to one of our uh, uh, general consultants at, at, on our side, on the Republican side, uh, this morning on the drive over. And uh, he was talking about just how much he was having to do so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a it's not a ramp up. I mean, you you're literally you you kind of had to campaign during the holidays a little bit. I did, yeah, sure did. Yeah, wasn't what I wanted to do, but uh, I'd rather do my spend my time being a legislator. But that's not my option right at this moment. Unfortunately, I've got to run to win this seat back. And you know, I've had a great freshman year, had a lot of success, and uh, usually I think you work to replace somebody when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. In my case, I feel as though I've done more than I was expected to do. And so it's kind of astonishing that someone would want to replace that. And I always tell people, I said, you know, the people who benefit the most from electing a good uh, uh, incumbent are the people in the district. Yeah. You, right. talked, you talked about how much time I spend in the budget meetings. Whoever would come in there after me that's not been in the legislature is going to have to learn all that again. And their opportunity to be effective as a legislator is going to be much diminished over someone like myself who's been there for a year. And I still got a lot to learn and I always will, but that's the part I think that people don't understand. You know, it, it's like, it, for me, it's like you look at a doctor, you know, and you say, okay, I like this doctor. He's a nice doctor. He speaks well. He's got good bedside manners, but does he know how to solve my problem? Mm-hmm. And what I want is the person with experience. I want right. the person with a resume, the person that can go in and be effective immediately. I want the doctor that can cure me. I don't care how he talks to me in the bedside. So that's kind of where, um, the the approach I have when it comes to politics is I need somebody who's effective and who's in a position to be effective at what they're doing. And I think that's what I bring to the table. Well, I think that's exactly right. I, I think that point should should really be made uh, more times. I, I think I've been effective in, in doing it at home mm-hmm. uh, in my district. And, and certainly, you know, it, again, don't do anything perfectly. None of us are perfect. Uh, but 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 you live and you learn and you understand the process and understanding the process, I think, is sometimes difficult for those who are who've never been in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as you know, we were talking earlier, you know, you learned real quick that no one has a boss at the legislature. So everything's a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're, you know, again, from just even having agreeing to having a meeting sometimes is, is a negotiation. So, you know, no one, no one goes up there and you don't tell other members what to do. Um, I, we talk about traffic a lot cause we're in the Lake Norman area and we're growing and traffic is, you know, can be a bear, uh, and, right. and is a lot of times. And I always, you know, remind people that, you know, a lot of the folks that showed up didn't call us 20 years ago to let us know they were coming. Uh, that doesn't mean we don't want them. Doesn't mean that uh, they shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. It just means it's a it's a new challenge, right. and we have to we have to catch up, and that's that's part of it. But um, you know, think kind of translating that to the legislature, though. Not you know, you don't just show up and bark orders Mm-mm. and get the legislature to move at your will. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. And it does not. You know, you're not running for president. You're not running for governor. You're running to be a member of a group of people who then have to work within that group. Uh, to get something done. And and so I, I think your point about having that experience and having uh, the ability and the respect, mm-hmm. quite frankly, the respect of your colleagues. Uh, I served with a guy um, who came in one month after me, and he's now out of the legislature. But I, I look at what he was able to not do mm-hmm. uh, at his time in the legislature. 
uh, ran for office, was a huge megaphone, mm-hmm. uh, certainly found a way to grab headlines, not necessarily in a positive way. Um, you know, people certainly listened when he spoke, but they were listening for the wrong reasons. Uh, and, you know, I always loved if he would speak against my bill because it means it was going to pass. <laughs> um, and you can take that approach. But those folks that go to the legislature and, and do that, and we do suffer through some of those folks, um, they're not very effective at all. No. And your job is what, what voters are really electing you to do. The job they're asking you to do is to go advocate and be effective for them. Yeah. And I think you figured that out very quickly. Yeah, I think I think it's 100% right. I'm, I often find myself telling other folks, you know, when we're talking about legislation, I said, you know, just remember when you're thinking about this legislation, we're not here for your opinion. We're here to represent the opinions of the folks that elected us. That's right. And it's, uh, it's sometimes that's hard. It's hard to decipher the difference between the two. So a lot of us in the legislature need to make sure that we keep in mind that we're there to represent the people. The other thing that's great about this position, I tell folks this all the time, is while I represent Cabarrus and Rowan counties, I represent the state of North Carolina because the decisions that we make, the legislation that we pass affects the entire state. So it's important as you're, you know, talking about that stuff across the state that everybody understands that we're not just isolated to one district. You know, we do a lot for our district. I think uh, one of the things I worked real hard at this year was through the budget process was the appropriations that get to come home. Sure. And, you know, we had limited list of what you're allowed to do. And as a freshman, you're da- down on the seniority list, you know, and you got to fight and scratch, scratch and claw to get heard. And working with my colleagues from this, from my county, and uh, we were able to do quite a lot. And I was very proud of that because, again, it was collaboration. It was working with these folks, not working against anybody. So bringing back $185 million to Cabarrus County for, you know, infrastructure improvements and different projects is amazing. Uh, it is amazing. And it's, and it's unheard of. It, yeah. it, matter of fact, uh, was that really the number? I think you did better than the appropriations yeah. Yeah. chairman. So, well, uh, <laughs> but, but, but no, there's a reason for that. And, and you did because Cabarrus is a, a much larger county. Mm-hmm. It is one of the fastest growing counties in the state. Number two. And, you know, it should get attention. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were able to advocate for that again with, yeah, as a group effort too, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, as you represent Rowan County as well, uh, by proximity and I-85 and, and everything that's going on in both Cabarrus and Rowan County, um, they're growing mm-hmm. and, and the needs are real. Yeah. And which is, you know, it's not spent on super, you know, superfluous things. It's when you talk about infrastructure, uh, some of the projects that are going on in Cabarrus really have to happen uh, because the people are there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I talk about, you know, didn't call us 20 years ago to tell us that you were on the way. Uh, you see it uh, as much as we do on, on mm-hmm. this side of the lake. Um, you know, just because we're, we're in an area, uh, the Charlotte area that's growing, uh, that continues to grow, and it's a much better way to be than, than one that's dying. Exactly. Uh, you know, much rather be us in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it comes with challenges, and which means that we have to we have to really, as legislators, contemplate those challenges, mm-hmm. find ways to be effective, and, and get you know th- those investments back to our district. The money's going to go somewhere. I always yeah. tell people the the money's there. Uh, it's it's not going away. Uh, we reduce taxes and and we keep growing. And so the more we we try to take in less, the more we grow mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of revenue. But but because of that, uh, and, and because people do want to move here, you have to be an effective legislator to make sure that you're meeting those needs of of, of the folks in your district. Now, sure. I commend you for that. Um, and I and I'll and I'll tell you too that um, it's it's something that 
when you when you see some of these candidates just that just like to kind of throw grenades and mm-hmm. uh, grab a headline, that's that's not an effective way to to represent your district. And and I you know I, I say that um, we, you know the world's full of them. Uh, we see it in, in Washington D.C. a lot. Uh, folks that, that are great at grabbing headlines, but not effective at, at moving much legislation mm-hmm. and getting things done. So I, I think that's I think that's very important, and I'm and I'm glad you you you, you see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, which is why people, you know, want, want you to be a part of the team at the legislature. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, you know, one of the things that comes up quite often in conversation is the growth, you mm-hmm. know, and how do we handle growth? And there's a lot of people on, on a lot of people that are kind of against growth. And I'm reminded of a couple of things, you know, Lou Holtz once said, and he was talking about his coaching career at uh, Notre Dame. He said, what I've learned at Notre Dame is you can never rest. Right. He said you, in, in life and in, in football, you're either growing you're getting better or you're dying. We have a hundred counties in North Carolina. 80 of them are dying. Yeah. 20 of them are growing. I'd much rather deal with the growth side than I would the side of trying to figure out how we're going to get jobs just to keep people fed. No, well said. I, you, you're exactly right. Uh, Cause we, we know the challenges because we do get to hear the other side uh, of what's happening in, in other counties and so forth that, mm-hmm. that aren't growing, which is why we have to consider what we do when we when we cast our votes. Really, we, we do represent the whole state. Yes, we do. You, you said it very well. Uh, and how do you get those counties uh, engaged, involved in this growth and this great economy? Right. We'll be back in just a moment for our last segment. You're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. My guest is Representative Kevin Crutchfield. Be right back. And our number is 844-788-3464. You're welcome to call us here at WSIC. You're listening to All Things Sane. I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane, and joining me today is State Representative Kevin Crutchfield. Welcome back, Kevin. All right. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, goes quick. I told you to go quick. Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of fun with it. Really appreciate you listening, watching, however you get it on the podcast, whether you listen live as we broadcast over the air. Uh, It does go fast. Kevin and I were just sitting here during the break, though. I I think between the two of us, our phones have have rung entirely throughout the show. Uh, Everybody's back to work or back to whatever's on their mind. And and being a state representative means you're you're there to answer the call. Yes, sir. So you'll have, uh, you'll do like me. Usually after the show, I go sit in my car for about 10 minutes and uh, respond to to calls that, that I got during that time and uh, nothing really changes and uh, wouldn't know what to do if it did. I hear you. Yep. So, but we, we're, uh, we're talking to Kevin about his, his first year experience at the legislature, talking about elections coming up, uh, March, uh, the first Tuesday in March will be the primary election. Of course, we've got the November election. A caller had called in and talked about, um, you know, Donald Trump getting kicked off the ballot. That's not a worry here in North Carolina. I think they've they've gone through and certified. I, I think I read that yesterday um, that he will be on the ballot in North Carolina. Uh, that's in, unless some new antics are tried. Um, and of course, there's uh, other candidates as well. Uh, we did talk about the um, there was a candidate in in Rockingham County that had filed to run against Reese Pirtle, our colleague, mm-hmm. uh, GOP colleague in the House. Uh, unfortunately, uh, or I guess fortunately. Uh, if you've got a, a, a string of, of convictions and, and felonies, uh, you're not actually qualified to run. So uh, system there worked, uh, but that wasn't political. That was just the fact that someone was running that shouldn't be running. Um, but you've got you've got your race. Uh, you're geared up for that. I know you're making calls, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to an event for you not that long ago. Uh, you had a 
ton of folks out on that farm. That was, that was amazing uh, to see that kind of support. And uh, a lot of folks that, that I knew from Cabarrus and Rowan counties, but also a lot of folks who are new to the process. So mm-hmm. you've been able to bring a lot of new people uh, into being interested in what's happening in Raleigh and, and investing in, in your campaign and, and supporting you. So. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, one of my greatest followers I think I would tell you about is my, one of my grandsons. You know, he was studying in elementary school about the legislative process. Yeah. And he got in the car that afternoon. He was so excited. He gave his mother the paper and says, Mom, you have to fax this to Papa. Because yeah. I want him to know what I learned today. So that's awesome. I think it's the effect you have on those kids through the whole process as well. And, you know, young, I, when I decided to run, you know, I had not had any political experience. I went to the young Republicans and I said, hey, if I got a chance to win this race, I'm going to need your support. Uh-huh. And the young Republicans jumped in and helped me and did all kinds of work for me at different places. I mean, running for office is the only place in the world you can find people that are willing to work for you and lay their soul down for you for nothing. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. And, you know, this year when the young Republicans had their state convention, out of all the legislators, both state and uh, nationwide, that North Carolina impacts, I was selected as their legislator of the year. Yeah. And I was incredibly honored by that. But I think that's because... In the process, I've had an opportunity to have an impact on them as well. And I think that's one of our responsibilities is to make sure we're bringing up the next generation. So it yeah, is pretty cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. That, that, you know, people ask me like, what, what, what do you enjoy most about being in the legislature? And it's, and it's those type of mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. When you, when you know that you can make an impact that, you know, not everything in this world about politics has to be negative, mm-hmm. right? I mean, politics, as I learned it at NC State in my first ever political science class, politics is about who gets what, when, and how. Mm-hmm. And and as as those young people get engaged in the process and believe in the process, I mean, that's part of what we, we have to have to continue this this great experiment that right. we have from the founders is is interest in it and, and knowing that they can make an impact. Um, I had a student, I was visiting uh, two elementary schools and, and high school uh, last session, uh, I think somewhere around May or something like that, and uh, it must have been April, May, right around budgeting as we started, and met with uh, a, a group of high schoolers. Uh, they had multiple projects we got to go through. They had them set up in the library mm-hmm. there at East Lincoln High School. And we were looking at some of the, their, their ideas and, and some of the research that they were working on and or some of their community projects. And three, three young men uh, were showing me what they wanted to do. He was a scout, mm-hmm. a Boy Scout, and I teach Boy Scout merit badges. Uh, the citizenship badges. Right. So uh, he was showing me what he wanted to do in addition to his project was was a, a monument or a, a, a really at that time just wanted to do something, um, a kind of a garden uh, celebrating the, the namesake of Lincoln County, which is which is uh, General Benjamin Lincoln, who uh, Cornwallis's sword was surrendered to because Cornwallis is second in command, got mm-hmm. to surrender to George Washington, sent his second, which was Benjamin Lincoln. And that's how Lincoln County gets its name. Long story to say... They were they were uh, wanting to do something that would you know put a place for for Benjamin Lincoln, mm-hmm. and as I started talking to him about it, uh, I said, well, you know, you, you maybe I said, you know, we have capital funds from the state that maybe if this county wants to work with you on this, and the school board obviously was was there with us, mm-hmm. some of the members of the school board. I said, let me see what I can do, and um, and the county was was willing to work with them on that as well, and uh, and so they got that project in motion. But I thought it was a, you know, it was a, a neat lesson for them uh, that you know just you know, randomly, uh, you know, the school system had invited me to tour some of the schools. I do that regularly. I'm sure mm-hmm. you do. Yes, I do. Um, and and got to meet these students. I was just fascinated by their 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 desire to to do this thing, mm-hmm. 
and was able to help. But um, and uh, helping a, a young man right now who's who's wanting a recommendation letter. He's trying to uh, play football uh, either for Army or Navy, or, mm-hmm. or he wants to go to one of the uh, service academies and or be in the service and and but also wants to play football. Right. And uh, and so helping him. But that is you. We get a lot of that from 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 that interaction, that opportunity to interact with a lot of these students. And I, I always find that to be part of the probably the most rewarding part it, about it what we get to do. Is. It absolutely is. I've, I've visited several elementary schools and high schools and the interaction you have with those young people is amazing. It's, uh, you know, one of the schools I went to, we actually had a, they had a program for their students. They're trying to teach them about their community. And they asked me if I would come out there. I own a farm down in Midland, North Carolina, where I raise cattle on the farm. And they wanted me to come out there and tell the kids about my cows and about my cow process. And part of it was they're trying to teach kids engineering. So they would say, Hey, look, Mr. Crutchfield, tell us what problems you have on the farm and our students are going to try to develop the solution for your farm. Yeah. So at the time I was struggling with getting water to them because everything needed to be underground. The pipes are freezing, different stuff. So they, these first graders and second graders came up with solutions for how I could solve my problems at my farm. That's it was really cool. very cool up, um, opportunity. They even made like little baseball sports cards for us. And I was nicknamed Farmer Kevin for the day. <laughs> and I went to a school... Later on, in the, one of the teachers there goes, Farmer Kevin, I know you. She had my baseball card with her at that time. They went at a different school at a different time. So the impact you have on people is amazing at this at this level. Yes, that's, sir. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. And then and then helping constituents too. Yeah. I, you know, our, our I think our biggest work, um, in, particularly in my office, but I'm sure for yours too. Uh, you know, people calling just trying to navigate state government mm-hmm. because there's not necessarily a a handbook on how to to work through something that's maybe a little different problem than the average person has. And so that that's how you you, you learn too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned during the process like, gosh, I don't know, but I'll I'll go find out for you. Uh, and sometimes it's it might be a federal issue and we just kind of do the handoff to our federal counterparts. But a lot of times it's just trying to figure out who the right person is in state mm-hmm. government that they need to talk to, to to solve their problem, which is which is a, a, a for me for me very rewarding to at the end of it. Uh, if if you can help, I always mm-hmm. tell them I'm not sure if we can do it, but we're certainly going to try. And and if we're able to do it, uh, people are just very thankful to have someone to advocate sure. for them. And that's part of what you get in 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 being around and being a part of it is, is, is sometimes just knowing who to ask. I know yeah. when depending on the problem, I go to the the area chair and go. Hey, I've got this problem at DMV, mm-hmm. and it's kind of unique. Does it happen a lot? Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's government; it's not necessarily efficient, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and so you you get to navigate those processes, and, and as you do, uh, you just gain this body of work and this knowledge of of how to even be more effective for the people in your district. Yeah, I had I had to actually call the Department of Revenue yesterday on an issue with uh, an income tax return that uh, they didn't get in time, and uh, it was interesting that. They put me on hold for the day. And then they finally said, if you press one, we'll call you back. Well, that was yesterday. I still haven't been. Still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, I, as I say to folks, I feel your pain. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I, too, am a taxpayer in the state of North Carolina. Yep. Uh, I had an issue trying to, to get my boat registered. And I had bought the boat from a guy in Mooresville. And he had moved down during the pandemic from Ohio. Mm-hmm. boat was perfect. And the price was even better because uh, I could afford it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I paid him you know, via Venmo. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't get a bill of sale. Didn't know that you had I to had get to have a, bill a bill of sale. Yeah. Yep. Didn't, didn't know that. We were able to rectify it, go back, you mm-hmm. know, get it, get it done. Um, but 
lesson learned, uh, you know, because people just, you know, you don't know. I've got something I want to sell to you. Here it is. Here's the money. Here's the title. Off off you go. Um, you know, took a little bit of a time. My son went with me and he's like, dad, this is frustrating for you, isn't it? I said, yes, it is. I said, son, this is what everyday people have this to go through. And I said, this is why they send us to Raleigh to try to figure out these problems. Well, I think it's good we we get to experience that. I mean, it, when we when we have that difficulty, we start to understand, you know, what how they feel. And, uh, you know, I've, I remember back when I was running for office last spring, I had a guy up in China Grove look at me and says, you people in Raleigh don't do nothing for us. And I said, you know what? I understand why you say that. Yeah, right. I said, because I, like you, get up every day and I worry about what's in front of me, about getting the kids to school, about making sure there's food, the house is paid for, the heat's on, the gas is there. And those those are the things that everyday people worry about. And uh, our job is to try to understand that and see what we can do in the process. Try to, to make, make it easier. Make it easier. On yeah. Them. And I think... Th- if I would say one thing about Raleigh and you know, all the things that people might say negative, there's a lot of really good people up there really working hard to do great things for their folks in their districts. And I'm grateful to be a part of that. Yes, sir. They, they really are. And it's, it is, it is pretty rewarding to get to know those folks. I, my, I, I, one of my greatest accomplishments, I think at the legislature was, was getting, I've told the story before where I could get a turn signal at an intersection that my dad goes to mm-hmm. every day at five fifteen, and, uh, on his way to back from his picking up his dinner. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he said, can you not fix that? So I was able to do it. So, hey, Representative Kevin Crutchfield, been great to have you on the show today. Been a pleasure. Good luck to you. Look forward to the upcoming session and, of course, working with you uh, for a long time to come. Yes, You've been sir. listening to All Things Sane on WSIC. Kevin, take care. Happy New Year. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year to you. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.